I honestly came up with a question for one of today's conversations while I was taking a nap. So guys, be ready for it. I can only imagine. I'm that, I'm that dedicated, man. I, I fall asleep thinking about things. Woke up, came straight to this. That's you fall asleep. <laughs> that's that's a major commitment to the CYJ podcast. I must say, Dang. that's awesome. That's awesome. I, if my wife ever asked me, "What were you dreaming about?" Of course, I'm gonna say her. You, baby, you. Yep. But the podcast comes first. Not not Josh and Charlie. No. <laughs> but you know what? You know what uh, is a what? Also, I'm kind of dreaming about, and I'm not sure if it's reality or not yet. Is that unsuspecting voice, Josh? That that third voice today. It, you know what? It's this individual. Um, I'm gonna allow him to make hayway. Um, you guys know him, Charlie. What's up, bro? What's up, guys? What's, up? What's going on, man? Glad to be back. It's been a a long sabbatical. I mean, we were gone for a while, then I wasn't able to catch on with you guys. But I missed it, man. I missed it, unfortunately. Well, we agreed. I think we agreed from the get-go. You know, there's other responsibilities that are more important. So it just happened right. to be that that everything kind of connected. These last, these last two weeks, it's kind of, I don't know if you guys caught up with at least uh, a couple of highlights or little video clips from the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady golf tournament that they had, the little competition. And Josh and I were kind of Aaron and Tom throwing that ball back and forth <laughs> for the last two weeks, just catch catch well, this is how i stand when i throw the ball no this is how i stand are you coming back to the packers are you going to the bucks what are you doing tis tis tas tas and now you're back the trio is uh started we are here to talk fantasy and something interesting guys something real interesting nine sundays away oh my god how, how many how many till preseason because that's that starts in getting my football juices going i ain't gonna lie i'm not I'm not going to lie to you guys. Preseason to me is kind of uh, not necessarily a waste of time. I think that the guys who do this on a professional level need it. I support it. This is the first year that there's going to be three instead of four. But honestly, I'm so focused on fantasy that I don't even I don't even watch. And furthermore, when the Raiders do play their preseason games, I can never find it locally and I have to scour the dark <laughs> places of the internet to find it and that's an effort i just don't i don't take for preseason but, but you What's know what sucks Inkle? you got you got that go when Reddit. you're when you're an nfl network and you record the game the game already happened mm -hmm. so the damn score i mean not that it matters because it's preseason but the score it'll show you at the bottom while the game it's is being so aired. stupid bro. so you're like really yeah really yeah, yeah. but you know, here, here's a little take, uh, Josh. If you're, have you found your college kid, by the way, for the whole? Oh, so I was gonna tell you this, Charlie uh -huh. and Yinkle. I, you enlighten me here, okay? So shout out to Freddie because he sent me a, a message, and I don't know if this is true or not, Charlie, but it already replied to me, right? Um, that everything is in full force in auto enroll. So it seems that it's not asking for any credentials. Really? Yeah. As a matter right, of fact, be, I'll send you a screenshot. Sure you, yeah, check that out. It, it's done that with me in the past. And then like right before, it's still asking for the, the credentials. But right. hopefully not. Hopefully not. I, I, it hasn't yeah. renewed with me yet. But I was going to say. Freddie was if, super excited too because he was like, bro, did you see? And I was like, I just saw that. 
and it says so and so which threw me off because i was like who is that i was like oh crap that's the college it's, kid that that's, you know, the, that's yeah. the child i rented and that sounds so terrible but yeah <laughs> Yes. Maybe so I'm, be I'm on the still, lookout for that. Maybe I'm still taking a nap. But what are we? What are you guys talking about? So, so who, Sunday who ticket. Who got a kid? A kid so, for free? What? So remember. So remember. So if you guys know a college kid, uh, as long as you get his his ah. date of birth, you get a three hundred dollar discount on Sunday ticket. So hey, um. But what I was gonna say was that the Game Pass. Like I don't know if you guys like Game Pass or not. I like Game Pass. It normally costs a hundred bucks, but if you include it on that bundle, it, they charge you fifty bucks, and then preseason games are for free. So I always, mm. I always like to, because preseason to me in the contrary is actually very important. I always, I always like watching those practice squad players. And then you kind of, I mean, not that it matters, but, but it kind of, it kind of starts making an impact down the line. Cause you know, your players, right. but that's, I, I like preseason, not because of the it's, quality, but because of what you start seeing and it's, football. it's really, really close, really close. So, so, so get it going. Okay. So <clears throat> just to talk about a little, right, Charlie, we talked about this before, before we mm -hmm. went on air and Yinko as well. Um, we've been hitting these last two weeks, fantasy football hard, right? I heard rankings, criteria ranks to, you know, how we see it, how the experts see it. And then what advice, blah, 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 blah. So I'm not going to, we're not going to get into that right now. Cause people, if, if you tuned in right now, that means you've tuned into the other pots. Yep. So we already covered fantasypros.com. And then last, uh, last week we covered SI. So I just wanted to share another website with you guys. And this one is Yahoo Sports. Ooh. So Yahoo Sports is, is probably one of the, I'm not going to say the first ones, but um, they're probably a, a pioneer as a platform, right? Uh, for fantasy football. And, you know, they, they've gotten pretty big. Um, I don't know about lately. I think there's other networks a little bit better, but that's just my personal preference. So I honestly, I honestly started my fantasy career with Yahoo Sports and Yahoo Fantasy as an interface, right? You're talking about like the Correct. for our, our more technically inclined listeners, the GUI, the general yeah, user yes. in interface and how it I've always liked fantasy football on Yahoo. Uh, remind me, there's Yahoo, there's ESPN, there's NFL Network. I think CBS Sports does one. I think they were the first, yes. to be honest. CBS. I've never really liked CBS. I never, yet. I've never done it, to be honest. But I just, I just remember it like way. ESPN is there too, obviously. So fun little nugget, and I know this because of my brother-in-law used to be a commissioner, and he ran the CBS platform. And there's two kinds. There's the one that is free, and there's the one that they charge you to use this platform. And I'm like, bro, they give you all this content that to me, NFL com already provides it for you and it's free but they actually charge you i don't know if that has gone away or if that still exists uh but mm. it looked very antiquated to be honest with you it wasn't user friendly there was a lot of stuff going on user friendly now here's a question for you guys would you guys pay for a, a super interactive well set up very organized eye-pleasing interface for fantasy football let's say it's i don't know two bucks a player like a little subscription. Would you guys quick, invest quick, in that? Quick question: Is it does that like is that like something where it gives you like inf like extra information, or is it just the interface? Like it makes it look sweet and cool. And I would say it's a, it's really interactive, you know, because Josh hit it on the head. I think something that provides you information that maybe you're not thinking of, right? Like, hey, did you think of this? Hey, did you think of that? And then just highlights from maybe that guy during that week. And ESPN does it to a degree. But links to video highlights, uh, projections more than just 
points, different takes. Maybe you can use that platform to follow certain fantasy guys that you listen to or lean on for advice other than the CYJ podcast or that you can mm -hmm. link stuff together. I think I'm coming across an idea, but Ooh. would you would you guys pay into a, I guess, a subscription-paced interface that did everything for you? You know, one of the best things about fantasy football and some of the things that we use as a tool in the beginning is a draft board, right? An interactive draft board where everyone can connect, where everyone can do that. That's a little sketchy sometimes, I think, with some of these interfaces. But just overall, think about the best things that you guys have, have used from the websites that we just listed, and we probably missed a few. Combining it all to be like the like the the Facebook of, you know, how Facebook is so huge or Instagram is so huge, that version of fantasy football. So are you saying that we could have a CYJ where people are going to go draft at the CYJ app? <laughs> Wouldn't that be insane? Oh, man, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I, 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 I is working say, on that. Yeah, I do have to say that I am not a fan of how easy it is to play fantasy football now. I, I think it's it's pretty annoying. Like, I, I, would, I, I don't enjoy the services where you pay and they tell you all this advice left and right. I feel then what's the point? You know, I, I like, I like to do my own research and I like to kind of have kind of play the players that my, my instinct is telling me, but I like the part of the interface. I like the part of just making it feel even more special. I do think NFL.com has, has done really good the last couple of years. And I like the interaction that some of the play, like, I, I like how some players sometimes uh, they'll show their ratings or they'll show like little <laughs> highlights of the week and like kind of what you're saying, but I like the interface part of it. I don't like the fact of having way too much stats thrown at me because I think at that point they're they're pretty much doing the job for you. If that makes any sense, use it, mature, please. Maybe you customize it, but just an idea, random thought. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think um, I think definitely that he brought up a good point, Charlie. I think now since um, unfortunately, I mean, we don't do it for that. We just do it because we we love football and, and you know we like fantasy, and it adds another element, another slice of the pie right of of watching and and loving the sport but i think a lot of people do it for gambling so the nfl wants more eyes in the screens and if they make a lot of these applications especially for fantasy football a lot more user friendly without the user not having any experience well of course more power to the nfl right but that that's it's a good point and i do agree with you too charlie that i i've been very impressed with the nfl platform um i think at first it was a little wishy-washy yeah, um, but I think in these later years, they really stepped up their game in, in regards to that. So I think at first I was very uh, I was pro Yahoo because I just as Yenko, I was brought up in Yahoo thanks to Yenko. Uh, but I think as as it's progressed, um, I really I really like the NFL. The NFL. It's really good. App. It is. It's pretty good. But that's just me. So in talking about fantasy football, right? Um, I'm just going to go through this first list. And again, there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of rankings. Everybody has an opinion. And of course, we're here to, to determine the opinion of us three individuals, right? So again, this is according to yahoosports.com. They're ranking um, their football ranking on these players. And we're going to go with uh, first round, assuming that it's a 12-man league, okay? There could be 10, there could be eight, you know, whatever. You could have as many teams as you want, but just to kind of give you guys context. So no shocker here. Again, it's heavily loaded with running backs in this first round. So I'm just going to go down the list right quick. 
And then you guys give me, give me your take, see what you think. And if you guys have the page open through your own user friend, then you can see it, right? But again, this is Yahoo Sports. So the first overall pick, of course, is a Christian McCaffrey. No shocker there, right? Running back Carolina. Second pick, Delvin Cook uh, from Minnesota running back. Third pick, Derek Henry running back from the Titans. Check this out. Fourth pick, Jonathan Taylor running back out of the Colts. Fifth pick, Zeke Elliott from Dallas, running back. Six, Alvin Kamara uh, from the Saints. Saquon Barkley from the Giants. Nick Chubb from the Browns. Number nine, the first non-running back taken, Nick uh, Tyree Kill. Ten, Stefan Diggs. Eleven, Cam Akers. And wrapping up the first round, Aaron Jones. So thoughts, guys. This wow. is Yahoo Sports version I of... Uh, the fluidity of these lists depends on who you, and ranking better said, depends on where you search it, right? And if you go back a couple of of, a, uh, of shows, you're gonna, like Josh hit on earlier, we've hit up different websites, and everyone has going to have their own opinion, just like we'll have on this podcast our own opinions. A, someone who's tending or trending up better said, to me, is Jonathan Taylor. I'm seeing this this common I guess consensus about Jonathan there. I honestly, you know, just hot take think it has to be because of the change at quarterback for better or for worse. If you're a Josh Carson Wentz opinion, or if you're a Yanko Charlie Carson Wentz opinion, the offense is changing and these fantasy quote unquote gurus or professionals must be looking farther than just, a knee-jerk reaction, right? They're looking at offensive playbooks, what Frank Reich is really good at, what he, what are the pros and cons to having Carson Wentz. And I think it's just a direct effect of Carson Wentz landing in Indy and the offense tent trending to look like they're going to use a lot of Jonathan Taylor. Which he wasn't bad at the end of the year. We talked about he that wasn't. a couple of weeks ago. He wasn't he bad. Wasn't. He was honestly a surprise because this is his sophomore season, isn't it? Yeah, he was, a, he was a rookie last year. To me, it's scary. I, I'm not entirely sure I'd want to bank my – I guess it's, it goes both ways, but I'd be scared and hesitant to, to waste my early pick on a player that trended towards the end of the year. But he's supposed to be good, and that's why people drafted him early last year. But what if he's not? I, I see other names there that really catch my eyes before Jonathan Taylor. I understand why they have him high. And I'm not saying he can't even be top three. He might, but emphasis on the might. And that's what scares me. I, 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 to draft a player at number four, I'm not going for might. I'm going for guaranteed. And that's where ugh, and here's I, don't some, like, I don't like Taylor at four. Here's some quick stats. And let's, it's just a good refresher. Still using Yahoo Sports. His first 10 weeks of last year's fantasy season, he was considered a running back 19. Just a little over David Montgomery, who was then slated at running back 20. Hence, when Charlie traded me, David Montgomery. Oh, God. However, keeping in mind the schedule, and they make a good point. He played the Texans twice, monster games. The Packers monster game. Who can forget, Josh, the Raiders game where he ran it up. The Jaguars and the Steelers where he basically decimated those defenses, some of them because they're horrible defenses, a.k.a. Las Vegas, and some of them because there was a lot of injuries. So that's a oh. large jump in his production. Little tidbit, little uh, 
experience note for the some who maybe lean on all of those fantasy projections and lean on these lists. Look at their schedule. Their strength so you're, schedule. So you're saying it was played. inflated a little. It was I think yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna agree with this. I'm gonna yeah, agree it with this because it was inflated a little bit. And they're going into a division that stepped up their defense, right? Miami mm -hmm. is stepping up their defense. The Titans is stepping up their defense. These are teams that they play twice, so that's six games of your year. Yeah, that's potentially not... without going into playoffs, right? But fantasy playoffs. That's that's a lot. But what about you, Josh and Charlie? Any other player? The catch is my eye. Before, <clears throat> I was just going to tell you right quick. Um, I think we talked about it this last week, Inko. I'm just going to make a brief note of this. We talked about always the over-projection of the players that have such high expectations, and whether it be injuries, attrition, whatever, they just fall off completely from the bank, uh, not justifying them going first. I personally think Jonathan Taylor is that kind of an outlier. He's what Eckler was last year, what Miles Sanders was last year, and the year before, and so on yes. and so forth. That, to my opinion, is Jonathan Taylor. But what the hell do I know, right? I'm just the random guy talking about fantasy. But that's what I see. And I agree that it's maybe over projection because the division, to a certain degree, did get better. To a certain degree, right? And, yeah. and one thing that I think that is working against Jonathan Taylor is that Neon Hines is the catching back. Taylor isn't. So that's going to limit his snaps. So they're still going to implement Hines somewhere. Not only that, but Marlon Mack is coming back from an injury. Yep. And let's not forget that Marlon Mack was the lead dog before none of this happened, right? So they're going to somehow try to figure him out to integrate him into that offense. But that that's my take. So and then to answer, go ahead, Charlie. I, I was going to say uh, on that on that same note of Jonathan Taylor. Let me ask you guys this: We have a guy like Jonathan Taylor at number four. We, uh, it seems like the three of us agree that he's obviously trended up a little bit higher than he should have. If you all remember last year, other than Miles Sanders, you guys remember the rookie that was super hot? And you guys mentioned him in the last two pods, but what was the rookie that was hot everywhere? I'm Edward Solaire. Okay. What number is he on this list right now, Josh? <laughs> 24th. Is it? No, I see him 15. Or I'm just on the he's running back list. Just on the oh, running back I'm list. In, I'm in overall. Okay. okay well, overall, even better. 24th. Even, even better. Even better. 24th. To me, I ask you this now, what do you feel more comfortable in if you were to draft Jonathan Taylor at number four or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at number 24? That's a, that's a big difference. Because to me, there's value now in CEH at, at number 24. Because I'll to probably me, take CEH. Because the expectations now are like, ah, you know what, maybe he's not that good. But there's a reason people thought he was going to be good. Maybe it was just that it was his rookie season. Maybe it was just... You know, it, 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 you start, you start that. And that's what I like about fantasy. And if I have any advice, that's right. my take. You know, where can right. you get the value? And to me, that's. So that's value. another, it's another name. And, and, and another thing that jumps at me, I guess, to answer your, your, and that's a good point, Charlie. But to answer your question, Yanko, another thing that jumps at me, and this has already been three, three, three um, different boards that have this guy top 12. And in my <laughs> eyes, I, I, I personally wouldn't draft them in the first round. And that to me is our 915 boy, but it's Aaron Jones. I wouldn't take oh. Aaron Jones in the first round. Me personally, I wouldn't. In a in a 12 team setting. It, it, you see, and you're, yeah, but you're still stretching at a 16. That's when that's when it comes. Either you're gonna overdraft somebody because of desperation, because there's no more running backs, 
or you're still going to track, you're, you're still going to draft value. So that's a very personal question, right? That each one of us has a different take on. I think we already touched base on that, but I, I don't, uh, so, you know, I, I know he produced, uh, you know, and he got paid good for him. He's repping the 915 kudos for him, but I don't justify him going on the first round. I don't, that's just me. That's just I, me. It's hard though, because he does catch the ball. He does. He is used a lot. And I didn't see too much in Austin Dillon that, that caught my eye. eye. And you got to remember Jamal Williams isn't going to be there again. So he's, I, I agree with you that, that I probably wouldn't go that high, but to me, 10 sounds not too, not too bad. I, I, I do think, Oh, again, I'm just looking at the running backs. List, so that's why I said 10, but I, I would probably like to get a better or a high end receiver rather than get a guy like Jones in the, in the first round. So I, I get where you're coming from. I just don't think Jones is, is that player that I'm thinking of. I, I think of players like, who were you thinking? See, I'm thinking of guys like Antonio Gibson to me or or guys like even like Zeke. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I actually was talking to you offline, uh, Josh. I am one to believe that Zeke is going to have a good year. Now, that doesn't mean to me that I would draft them in the top five like they're putting right now, top five running backs. I don't think he's a top five running back anymore. But if he falls to me at anywhere from eight to 12, I think that's You'll a consider lot. It. Yeah, that's a lot of value, and especially just like, especially if you have cowboy fans in your league. Just to clarify, eight to twelve, you mean <laughs> drafting? Yes, and in the first not, round, not round. No, 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 no. In no. within the first round. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, if he's in the eighth round, man, that's oh, a bargain, bro. man. Heck, want to make a, it clear? No, heck, heck. If he's in the heck, let's put it clear. And the three of us have to agree on this. If Zeke's available in your first pick in the second round, you're taking Zeke. No. You're not? No, I don't I, like Zeke, man. I think I, I'm with you, Charlie. Dang. I don't think. Look, that's let's, a bold, let's, bold statement. Let's have in the second round. That means you're talking about 16 picks have already passed. Let's let's make it hey. personal to the FFF. Okay, I was going to say, even if it's 10, if it's 11th pick, I'm taking it. But anyway, yes, let's make so, it to the FFF. Using the same website that we're looking at, right? Mm-hmm. At the completion of two rounds, that means it's if everyone picked running backs, at the completion of two rounds, if you just double it to 32, rank 32 is James Robinson. Am I looking at the right screen then? <laughs> on the... Is that what you uh, say? Say it Josh? again, Yanko. Say it again. I sorted it. I went to, I'm on Yahoo Sports, sorted it by running back. Oh, only. but you're doing running back only. Yes, yeah, you're, you're back not only. doing overall. You're just no, doing running back. Just running no, back only. Sorry. I should have. I'm still yeah, half asleep. I was like, what? 32 overall <laughs> is James Robinson. Now, we talked about James Robinson and how Etienne is there, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. If everyone, everyone in the league mm. went running back first through 32nd, right, not considering point, any position, to me, at 32 with James Robinson, I would think about it, Right. But there's 31 other running backs, which makes my point, I think, even bigger that Zeke is either A, going to be there, right? Because, you know, I just don't rank him that high. I think I don't know if I trust him enough to to draft him. Let's say if it's my um, number eight in the first round and he's there because Dak is going to have and this is I don't mean to go down a rabbit hole. 
I think Dak is having his prove it season. I think mm-hmm. Dak is having his. I just got paid. I've been out. I fought for this. I stand for it. Daddy Jerry wants me to really mm-hmm. put it up there. And they've got some players like you know another, not so necessarily a hot take, but I think CD Lamb completely catapults into the top ten receiver list for sure. Fantasy wise, and it I see your point, like, Ankle. I see your point. It, it basically it's 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 funny, but it's actually the Ezekiel Elliott effect because what happened when Zeke got paid? Yeah. Exactly. What happened that year? Could you say yeah. that about Aaron Jones? He just got paid. He just got Could paid. Could you say that about Jonathan Taylor, sophomore slump? He had a favorable schedule, and now he's going into year two. With these are all things that in this moment ran through my head. Charlie. Last week, last week you guys said that, and I and I I was like screaming at my at my radio because i was like i understand the whole just got paid but we can also make the argument for a lot of players that did get paid and also had a really good really good season right after i mean it, it's ha- i mean kamara blew it out of the water last year and he just got paid christian mccaffrey was having a hell of a season he got injured and that kind of sucks but he the games that he played he he tore it up there's more examples of players that got paid and then sucked than 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 otherwise so i i do sort of agree but i don't necessarily think in some cases, that's always the example. Your point, though, Jenko, bro, 100%. And I think that's actually very true. I hadn't looked at it that way. I think I, I'm looking at the list right now. On my end, I have James Robinson at 30. And actually, I have Leonard Fournette at number 32. But still, it's still the same point. Because I'm looking at a lot of players in between that really catch my eye. There's some players that I'm like, eh, no, I don't think I don't think it's that really. I, I would say there's really about... 20 to 22 running backs that are probably in that in that little group. But to, that proves your point so, still. So I mean, 22. To me, to me, if Zeke is there, maybe fourth round. Fourth round still, though. That's that's that fourth round. I'm not saying he's fourth round valuable. No, no, no. To no, me, no, no, if he falls to fourth round, he's my fourth overall pick. That Then I'll go, okay, this this makes sense. So, Yankel, do you ever draft a player, and Josh, too, do you guys ever draft players thinking, okay, this player is not going to be with me the whole season? I am picking him to trade him because of his name potential. Doesn't Zeke fall under that characterization? Think about it this way. With a a Cowboy fan, you do. Yeah. Because you know they're over going to value. I agree 100% that Dak is going to have a hell of a season. But I actually feel that's why I feel so positive about Zeke, really. I feel that the reason that Dak is going to have such a great season is going to bring Zeke and have him produce as well. As long as I think you don't stay prisoner in the moment and expect those freakish rookie numbers that Zeke had when he was three years, four years in, then yes, if you have a realistic expectation, and to me, Zeke is clear as a thousand and maybe flirts with double-digit touchdowns, maybe. If that's your expectation of Zeke, then yes. But if you think he's going to be the top-rushing running back, if he's going to have multiple, you know, digit touchdowns and he's going to catch out of the backfield. And I don't, you know, we're no one to judge the psyche of a football player, but I think there is an element that there has to be just kind of, you said it right now, Charlie, there has to be a certain psyche, a certain mentality of a player to stay hungry, even after they got paid. Mm -hmm. And yeah, some players do have that, but I think others don't. I think others just become like very like, eh, already got paid. So you know, I don't uh-huh. have to prove anything. Agreed. You know, especially like, at the running whatever. back. And I, I personally, and this is one of Yenko's tidbits of fantasy this week. 
I personally <laughs> bank on other people's emotional decisions. Look, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it, yes. especially in my early years. I'm guilty of it. I don't care if blah, blah, blah goes off this round or if it's too high. I am getting a Raider player on my roster because I love the Raiders. I'm guilty of it, but as experience has taught me, you need to, in some cases, depending on what your need is, where you're at, what position in the draft, blah, 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 need to be able to define fandom from professional fantasy footballism. All right. Realistic expectations. And watch, just to just to get that same that same mentality, right? And maybe we might not dive into it too crazy because of time. But if we if we if we apply the same thing we just did right now to the first round, let's not go to the second round, according to Yahoo, which is powered ironically by also fantasy pros, but the rankings are a little bit different. Um, but now 13 to 24. Uh 13 has here Austin Eckler and then Travis Kelsey, tight end. Calvin Ridley, 16, Devontae Adams, 17, Antonio Gibson, 18, Joe Mixon, 19, Justin Jefferson, 20th, DeAndre Hopkins, 21, A.J. Brown, 22, D.K. Metcalf, 23, Najee Harris, and wrapping up second round has Clive Edwards-Alaire. What jumps at you guys in that second round? I think A.J. Brown, man. A.J. Brown because of the arrival of Julio. I don't... I'm hesitant with AJ solely because I don't think he'll be a top 10, a top 12 wide receiver because of the, the, how should I say the, the attention that Julio Jones is going to garner and how he has to prove himself. I think there's a little bit of what Tom Brady did in Tampa. I'm going to prove I'm good without you and Julio. That's just a quick little there. I, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Ceh man, 24 pick. He was going. I saw leagues where he was going in the top three last year. And and again, apples to apples. I mean, we're not gonna compare last year's draft to this year's draft. Michael Thomas is a perfect example, but he's still the lead back. He's gonna catch the ball a few times. He now has one year under this system that many have agreed the Andy Reid system isn't the easiest system to catch. Uh, maybe the Chiefs realize, you know, we can't put it all on Mahomes. And if you ask me if I can get a player that has first-round potential and number 24, I see Najee Harris there too, but I feel Najee Harris, I, I'm hesitant just because of the rookie factor. But at 24, CEH, I mean, maybe it's just me that I'm really overthinking him, but at 24, I think he's a bargain. Do you guys think that there was a little bit of productivity that CEH was affected because they brought in Le'Veon Bell? Yes. I don't think so, man. Because he wasn't, to me, I owned him in one of the leagues, two of the leagues. And he wasn't setting the world on fire, even before Bell. But it didn't help so, him. No, but I mean, it, it didn't, it, it really didn't. It, it's almost like he was a little overwhelmed because you can even tell that, I mean, Casey's a very, not necessarily pass friendly, but from what I saw is like they were they were removing him a lot because of maybe pass protection. He didn't understand pass protection. Mm -hmm. So th that obviously plays a huge factor, right? You want the RB to, you know, uh, protect your quarterback. So 
I, you know, I, I think that's when they started transitioning a little because he only had a couple of games. The first one was the, oh, my God, you know, the greatest thing ever, right? If you Kareem got CHH, oh, you're going to set the world on fire. Casey's offense is scary because you flip it too. When everybody, and 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 they said that when Le'Veon Bell jumped to the Chiefs, what well, were the coordinating the Chiefs right away? Oh, Bell is going to be this monster that he was at Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 but – that that that's just that's just my take. But I, I agree. See, I, I think he's due for a comeback. He really is. Me personally, in this second round, two things that jump at me. Expectations, man. And expectations can either do great for the player or completely kill them. One, Kelvin Ridley. Kelvin Ridley now is the dog at Atlanta, the top wide receiver one. And he had a great year last year, because he did. But this year, there's no more Julio. It's, it's mm-hmm. almost that Antonio Brown effect, you know, in comparing to Juju. Okay. AB's gone. Juju, what do you got? So far, nothing. He hasn't been able to eclipse that wide receiver one, right? And I'm not saying that's going to happen to Calvin Ridley, but again, expectations, man. And I know he's due for a payday, so maybe he might perform well. That's one. And the other one is Justin Jefferson. You know, expectations again, right? He came out of nowhere. He broke, I think, Randy Moss's record. And now expectations again. The only thing going for Minnesota, though, is that he still has the other wideout on the other end. So and now maybe the attention goes to him as a number one, but you still can't let the other wideout, you know, be completely uncovered. So th- those are just two takes on, on my end in regards to the to the wide receivers. Uh, are in we, regards to the second are, round. Well. Are we seriously believing Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play? I mean, what did Devontae Adams do to, to go all the way down to 16, though? It, I mean... I get, I get what you're saying, but but is Rid? I mean, I, I agree, Ridley. I love Ridley. I think Ridley's gonna be awesome. But, but Ridley's projection, Devonte Adams has proven that he might be the best receiver in the NFL in the last two three years, and he's he's the fourth ranked receiver right now. That talk about a steal. If that's if we if we were to go by this standard of a draft in this case, talk about a steal. So above above Devonte right now. Following your list, just to give some perspective to the listeners, it's Tyreek Hill at number one, Stephon Diggs at two, Calvin at three, and then Devontae at four. To Closer to more of a reason is A.J. Brown right, be, right under Devontae Adams at five. So those are your top five projected wide receivers for fantasy picking. I don't think Devontae is not necessarily... Should he be number one or top three? Maybe. But are we splitting hairs between these top four guys? Hill, Diggs, Ridley, and Adams? I think Ridley doesn't deserve to be there. Right? I don't think he's better than DeAndre, who's at seven. I don't think fantasy-wise, I don't think he's better than DK, who's at eight. That There's more for me to say about Calvin than there's to Devontae. And to answer your question... Charlie, is Devontae going to be, is Devontae's stock being affected by the potential miss of Aaron? I think there's a solid chance that Aaron doesn't suit up and isn't there week one. And and that could be, and that's where whoever drafts Devontae could be one of those players that makes or breaks your season. Because if you get him late in a round and he does, and, and Rogers isn't there, then you you, you screwed up on your second pick. But if Aaron Rodgers is there, 
and you drafted him late second round? My God, that's a hell of a pick. Let's say I you're drafting. Devontae's a beast, man. He is. He is. But I, to me, it always comes down to injury. And lately, um, I want to say maybe the last two years, he's been banged up. And it's a hit or miss. But don't get me wrong. When he's on, he's on. And he's one of the best. But but, but think about Ridley. Same thing. Tyree Kill, too. He's been hurt a lot. The other really, one like really, 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 it's just last year. I mean, I don't think really we can justify it because you know we don't know much. Tyreek, um, I, I want to say maybe Tyreek has been a little bit more consistent. He's been in around the league around the league a lot longer, but I think Tyreek has missed less games, and maybe we can look that up right now than Devontae. I think Tyreek is a little bit more consistent in regards to suiting up. Yeah, injuries wise, um, yeah, he he's he's more consistent and. and I, again, I, I I like the Devontae Adams because of the PPR. He gets so many targets his way. He's always a red zone target. I, I, I It's not even that I have beef with the receivers difference. When I'm looking at it right now, Devontae 16, I'm, I find it hard with you all's same points of view. You know, you have Aaron Jones ahead of him. You got Austin Eckler ahead of him. Cam Akers, we all love Cam Akers this year, but... Again, I almost feel it's the same thing that Jonathan Taylor-esque, you know. Take it easy. Take it easy. We, we, they haven't proven anything just yet. To me, Devontae has. And that's really my beef. It's not even with the receivers that I have an issue with. It's the fact that he's 16 overall. I think that's nuts. So you think he should be higher? Yes, I, I do. Devontae has and to the- be fair, the other two leagues had him on going number one, if I recall correctly, Yanko, right? I think so. Um, as I, I so. had him going, just missing, just going 11 or 12. Um, and then uh, Fantasy Pros had him also going on the first round. Apples to apples, when you have Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill lineup, I'm considering everything from the last three years that I can remember to physical stature. That mm-hmm. matters to me because I'm going to use DeAndre Hopkins as an example. DeAndre has been a beast no matter who's throwing him the quarterback. Yeah. Correct. So if you put up Devontae and Tyreek just in sheer size, I would I would bet that Devontae's gonna have a better season with a subpar quarterback, even if it is, let's say Jordan Love, than Tyreek would. Because Tyreek, we saw it in the Super Bowl. They planned against his speed and they held him to like seventy something yards. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I think Devontae, you can hold him maybe to seventy something yards. But he's a way bigger red zone threat. He's scoring for you in fantasy in ways that Tyreek can't. I think Tyreek is more of a gadget. I'm gonna I'm gonna find you 40, 50 yards down the field. And that's where you're it's a high risk, high reward type deal. Devontae has more of a chance to be more successful with a lesser of a quarterback. If Patrick goes down, mm-hmm. I think Tyreek definitely plummets. If Aaron goes down, or doesn't suit up, I don't think the De- Devonte stock plummets as much as Tyreek's. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, where that sits. So I I kind of agree with I like it. I like it, Charlie. That Devonte <laughs> should be a little higher. Yeah. No, no, no sure. agreed. Agreed. Now let's just wrap up with third round, and then we can go into a different segment still related to fantasy football, just to you know get the juices flowing. Third round. Okay. Now, I think this is where you probably get a lot of value because you're going to get probably the same production as a lot of the guys up there, but because their name is not a mainstream or is not sexy, people are going to be like, hey, 
right? So we go to the third round and we start off with Terry McLaurin, consistency. Allen Robinson, consistency. Keenan Allen, consistency. Miles Sanders, George Kittle, the first quarterback taken, Patrick Mahomes, David Montgomery, Michael Thomas, Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, Darren Waller, and C.D. Lamb. Thoughts? Bro, first of all, you you know <laughs> you know I draft them everywhere I can. That's that's not a no, that's a known secret. Keenan Allen, wherever I can get him, I'm gonna get him every year. Every year, everybody's like, "Oh my god, Mike and Williams!" There, there's, there's, there's <laughs> Yankles boy. But to me, it's it's Michael Thomas at 32. But the, last year, there was consideration. I remember, I remember this specifically because my dad had the pick after me in Chuko Boys, and he, I remember him thinking, "Do I go Kamara or do I go Michael Thomas?" And I remember telling him, "You're a moron for thinking that." First of all, but second of all. It was an actual consideration. Wow. It, it's a consideration, though. The fact that mm-hmm. it was a con- and again, a different quarterback. But I feel Jameis Winston is an upgrade over Drew Brees now. And part of the part of uh, Drew Brees the, at the end of the year, you at the be? end of it, oh. at the end of last year, injured Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah, old Drew Brees. Old I think, Drew I think Brees. the last the last three years, the Saints won in spite of Drew Brees. Honestly, I, the last three years. I'm going to go back and say You mean the, the New Orleans Camaras? Yes, exactly. And and Thomas. The, the reality is Michael Thomas got hurt and, and that derailed his season. But are we judging Michael Thomas because he had a low year? Because he was hurt the whole year and people kind of, they're so upset that they, they wasted a high draft pick on him that now we're going to throw him all the way to the third round. That's me. I, I wasted a high draft pick on him. But it was it's it, it was injury. Yeah, it was honestly it was injury, and that could happen to any one of these guys. All right, it could happen to any one of these guys. To with New Orleans, have they come out to name who their starter is yet? Who New Orleans? Yeah, is it? I think it's James. They, I don't think it's official, but it's a known secret that it's James. They're being that's, yeah, they're being secretive. I don't like Sean like, head man. Yeah, what do you? You cannot trade anybody because you're in cap hell, and it's not going to be Taysom. And it's not exactly it's not gonna be Taysom because he's a gadget guy. So who are you kidding? Right. But again, it's one of those things I guess coaches what do is- oh like 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 uh like Chicago, right? Andy Dalton is our guy no matter what, and we're gonna ride through Andy Dalton, blah blah blah. Stop being a moron, bro. If Dalton sucks, <laughs> what is the first thing you're gonna do? You're gonna bench him and you're gonna start Justin Fields. As simple as that. But I don't know, I guess this is something they do. But is it but- is it not unreasonable to believe? That Sean might come out and say, yes, Jameis is our starter. Give him the title, but then two drives, Jameis, two drives, Taysom. Two drives, Jameis, two drives, Taysom. That's, he, he did it to Drew. The fact that Sean Payton, I agree with you. Because you don't know with Sean Payton. You really don't. So it's not, it's not far-fetched. Now, let me ask you guys this. For the ones that are like in keeper leagues. If, if you guys had a guaranteed, let's say, starting running back that's going to produce and you would have to give up a third-round pick for him, is that something you're considering? Because to me, a guy like J.K. Dobbins, extremely interesting. And I don't know, I bring this up, Josh, not just because you're in this actual instance, but reality is uh, this guy Ingram isn't there anymore. It's only him and Gus Edwards, and Gus Edwards does take a lot of carries. But we talked about it earlier. Yankel brought it up, the fact that – 
if you can wait just enough, you might get a starting running back really late and you can maybe go to the receivers in the beginning of the, of the first rounds and then get a guy like so, J.K. Dobbins. So, Yanko, just to add context to what Charlie said, I'm in a dilemma right now in Chuko because we're doing keeper. So I have Kamara via trade that I got. So first um, round. I have Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, that I drafted in the 11th round, Charlie. Yes, sir. And I have J.K. Dobbins that I picked up out of waivers, which, if I'm not mistaken, it could either be 12 or 14 or whatever. No, no, no. Less. JK, JK, I don't know, but I don't know. No, J.K. Dobbins was a third-round pick. That's why I'm saying. Oh, he, he, he was drafted in the third round yes. last year? Yes. Are fifth, you sure? Fifth round. Sorry. My bad. Fifth, fifth round. round. I was like, third round? Okay, fifth, fifth round. Fifth. My bad. So that's my dilemma. So and enlighten me. You, Why are you mentioning player and where he was drafted? Is that what you because had to give keeper. up? Yes. Correct. You had to give yes. up the guy you drafted in that. So if you drafted a guy third round last year, if you're you keeping that guy, you're keeping that's your third round pick. Correct. Correct. Okay. Interesting. So it's value, right? And then I think that's what Charlie's alluding to, right? Value. And and I think this could transition over to perhaps keeper, right? Which is where we're focusing. Perhaps if I'm not mistaken, Charlie, you can correct me. That's where the FFF is headed maybe after the season. Correct. That's actually right? this year. So, so the way you draft right. this year is actually going to have a big impact towards your season next year. Correct. So do you, do you go with, I mean, it all, it all depends obviously where you land, where you draft, right? Like in the first round. So let me, let me put a scenario for you. Okay. Let's say that in the FFF, I am, I picked the lottery and we draw the hat and I am going to draft on the 14th, the 14th of the first round. Correct. Okay. Now to add context to the listeners, we mentioned that FFF is going to a 16 team league. So at 14th, okay. Do I really believe that drafting Kamara, which is a first round last year and keeper, keeper league rules go into effect this year of where you drafted that player last year would i justify keeping kamara and he basically do you think kamara survives all the way to the 14th on the first round impossible impossible no so you it's like you teleported into my head to steal thoughts and then took them for yours (laughs) so that's almost like thought plagiarism (laughs) here's the thing I think there's a, a very few handful of guys that you don't pass up on. Because you're gonna have the guys that you flirt with, like Charlie alluded to, the JK Dalmans and what they're what who they are this year in regards to who were last year, that they look like they're trending up. And then you guys maybe let's talk let's use Zeke as an example, right? I think me personally, I would flirt if I drafted Zeke, I don't know, second last year, which I would never do, but for context, second last year. But then JK is there. That's something I think about. However, if it's Christian McCaffrey, if it's maybe Derek Henry, if it's Alvin Kamara, there are your your top elite number one guys that you just you just don't let go of. But the ones that you flirt with, I don't think there's more than and, and without having a lot more uh, time to I don't think there's more than five guys that you do that for. Yep. I agree. You're you're completely agree. Completely agree, and that's part of the. That's why keeper is such an interesting thing because that's the dilemma. 
you're waiting for guys to keep players sometimes in the first round where you're like, great. They're I can go get X, Y, Z. Exactly. So it, it's it, value, right? It's, it, it's, it all alludes to value. But I mean, you can flip it too. And, and I get what you're saying, Yanko, too. But using that same, okay, what are the chances? And, and, and let's just say with what we just talked about. I drafted Justin Jefferson last year in the 11th round. What yeah. are the chances that an 11th round player has the production of a number one receiver that happens to be a rookie. Unless you uh, are Benjamin Franklin, you ain't getting struck by lightning twice. Exactly. <laughs> Yankel, so uh, to, put it in, to put it in perspective, That's the dilemma. The, if you pick up a waiver and that player wasn't drafted, you also, you, you basically sacrifice a specific round. And in this case, the Chuka boys decided it's going to be the 12th round pick. That's what you're giving up. So in my case, I have the dilemma. Do I go, I gave up a fifth round pick for Antonio Gibson, or do I go get Justin Herbert, who was a waiver wire pickup, and I give up my 12th round pick for a player like Justin Herbert? Let me ask this question. Let me ask mm -hmm. this question. Can I trade to another team, one of my keepers? That is the question we've asked the commissioner and we are waiting response on because that's something. The commissioner had to escalate it to the legislation of Chuko Boys because he did not have an answer for us. Shout out to Princesita, who I was able to meet. Uh, as I know, the commissioner of Chuko Boys. And I want you, this is, look at, look at me in your mind, Princesita, right now. This is a question I came up with. Please take into consideration the fact that this is the way I think. This isn't just some rando dude trying to get into this league. This is a guy that is providing solid intellectual questions, not only to you, but to the world. I'm doing you a favor. Wow. Come, I, so I, I, I he's just to... trying to score points. Yes. And you know what? To be fair, Charlie, he bonded with him. He, he mm. did. They did bond it well. He spoke very highly of him. And, and my apologies, Yanko. I, I did want to go. I did want to like meet you in person. It just that uh, there was some, I was told like four and a half hours before the event. So I didn't have a chance to actually go meet you. <laughs> I, I, uh, I confirmed five hours before oh, the event. Well, there you so. go. Well, he's yeah. your cousin. But anyways, so but, anyway, but right. it just, it just so, kind of, it just kind of goes no, to no, show you, sure, right? For sure. And it, keeper, yes. keep, that, keeper, so. keeper is the real thing. Uh, there's a lot of value coming. in these it's players. Coming. It's coming. A decision has to be made. There's obviously a deadline. Um, there's a lot of projections. Oh, there's a deadline. And it's not yes. the day no, of. There is a no, deadline. No, there is a deadline because the thing is, you you need you need to let your 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 other friends in the league know who you're picking because their right. draft analysis and research is going to go around that. Completely it, changes everything. Yeah, it really. So does. how about how about this? Because I got some I got some scenarios that I got for you guys. I know Yanko has one for me too, but Yanko, do you have a geek for today? So real quick before we we move on, and this is just throwing it out there before I forget, it still impresses me, and maybe because I'm an old fogey in fantasy, that top thirty six players top and twelve team three rounds, there are three tight ends. Mm -hmm. That many tight ends, to me, is is still staggering ahead yeah. of some uh, ahead of guys that are supposed to be. Bro, Mike Evans, Ceedee Lamb, and Chris Godwin are after them. So yes. th that's nuts. D top three. It's tight crazy ends. though. A tight end right now. Okay, but, but I, I no, see no. where you're going with this, Cinco. 
But there's three tight ends. And, and that's then, it. And then normal, like old school. Nothing if they, else. If they get you a touchdown, that's awesome. Because, yeah. That's it. Yeah, so they're mortal. Imagine if one of these tight ends is your keeper. Imagine well, if they, one of these they, tight ends look look at and so what I'm gonna go towards is positionally, if I don't know, if you drafted Travis Kelsey in the second round, this this is one of those players that you're like, gosh, he would be drafted regardless if it if he was yours or not at the second round, I think. And he's been a model of consistency. Correct. Out of the three, well, he's been doing it longer, and he's just been patching and tearing it up year in and year out. Yankel, Does he do for an injury? Perhaps, but... But, Yankel, think about it. Two years ago, Waller broke out out of nowhere. That year, Waller wasn't drafted in some leagues. In some cases, he was, what, 12, 13, 14th round pick. So, now, you're, imagine you're rolling that him value. over. Yeah, think okay. about your, that. Your return on investment, per se, is skyrocketing which would make a trade for him even better exactly which makes you realize that's why in those last rounds in keeper leagues you just got to start thinking what rookies are out there that could might be good this year but hypothetically be amazing in two years and that's where it's really interesting but anyway uh, that's that's good on my end before i bring the scenarios and i want to listen to yeet let's go scenarios because this week's yeet i want to it's a calculated slide in Oh, it's gonna be a right. random, gonna be a random heat. So I'm bringing okay. it to the table. Right. It's gonna be a random heat. I I want to keep going with the fantasy things all because right. it's 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 already connected there. It's already it's flowing. flowing. It's flowing, right. and it's, it's flowing. The listeners could see I'm doing a flowing gesture. Get away, Charlie. All right, so I got a few scenarios for you guys, and just let's let's go with them, and then we'll we'll do Yankles. So I got a question for you guys. Let's imagine we're gonna imagine in this scenario we're doing a twelve man league just because the majority of people don't have 60 man leagues so picture that third round you're on the clock you got patrick mahomes you got darren waller you got michael thomas go patrick mahomes darren waller michael thomas go waller michael thomas i'm gonna go michael thomas as well just because of the value in that third round pick all right fourth round this is a fourth round pick now fourth round you're in the fourth round you got lamar jackson you got Robert Woods. You got Mike Evans. Oh, da, da, da. I, it's hard. It's hard. Robert Woods. Yeah, it's, man. Oh, man. But that to me, that Lamar does start enticing me because that of that. Robert, Robert Woods is a PPR. It, Bro, remember, so, remember last year in Chuko when I was up against Lewis by like 37 points and he got he's, like 36? <laughs> he's okay. like Keenan Allen 2.0, except since he's not a household name, a lot of people are like, eh, Robert Woods. Question. But now he's having an upgrade. Stafford, Jared Goff. Okay, well, hold up though. Is it an upgrade? It, it is an upgrade. It is an upgrade quarterback-wise. Is it an upgrade for Robert Woods' game style? The screens, the quick signs, because we're known to Matthew Stafford is the gunslinger, the which will transition me to the next question. You need a quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz. Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna yeah, go Carson. Sta- I'm gonna go Stafford solely because yeah, I don't want to get a PowerPoint. I'm gonna I've go Wentz. Okay. Be- <laughs> I'm gonna go Wentz because of the running ability. 
I've gone two weeks without a PowerPoint, so it's all good. All right. All right. I like it. So, all right, let's just say, guys, you guys missed out on Kelsey, you missed out on Waller, and you missed out on Kittle. Do you go Hunter Henry, Logan Thomas, or Noah Fent? Hunter Henry. Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Or? Noah Fent. I'm going to go Fent. I'm going to go Henry. Just because of that New England question. It's just... If Noah Fant had a quarterback, I would go with Fant. But he doesn't have a quarterback unless A Rod is traded there. Logan Thomas has a... he was good, bro. He was good, but can he it be was. consistent? Can he do it again though? That's that's the issue, right? That's Noah the gamble is a, in fantasy. Is a top ten in regarding just tight ends, right? In the league. And right. obviously we talked about there's top tier. He's a top ten ahead of Logan Thomas, according yes. to this list on Yahoo. With a subpar quarterback. He was good. Yeah. No, it's because he was good. I think I think Fant, bro, would honestly be a top. He would be in that elite category if it were not for his quarterback play. That's the difference. Yeah. That's where I think that's for interesting. Right, so, not to right, kind so of now, throw it all crazy here, but um, you might have you might mention uh-huh. this, but I'm just gonna say this. I have seen already, and this is the third installment of rankings that we do, that Kyle Pitts is um stocking or stock is plummeting yes, because is, right now he's he's according to these guys just ranking tight ends you obviously already talked about kelsey waller kittle and then there's a drop off the huge drop off right hawkinson andrews and then Pitts. he's ranked so, 64 overall right now just a little let me so let me read this snippet from fantasy pros regarding kyle pitts and i think it's very interesting for with running along with what you said, Josh. His expert note, quote, he should be a very good player for a very long time, but we've seen highly athletic tight ends have trouble out of the gate before. In fact, rookie tight ends in general have trouble producing. And mm-hmm. ask the question, since 1998, some of the listeners haven't, weren't even born yet. Since 1998, how many tight ends do you think have topped 627 yards in their rookie season? Two. Vernon Davis? Oh, Those maybe. were... It doesn't say who they were, but it just says two. And it doesn't seem oh. that... They don't seem to think that Arthur Smith, the new head coach, is going to give them over 115 targets this year. I could see that, bro. I, I really can. They're thinking really more can. about... You, you know now, at like, like with everything kind of settled, where there might be some kind of resemblance to a certain degree, and correct me if you guys, if, if this is far-fetched. I was off by the uh, he's a He's a freak. He is, athletically. We talked about it already. But he resembles a lot when O.J. Howard came into the, the cusp of being drafted. Everybody and their mom said, O.J. Howard is going to be the next monster tight end because he's athletic he's a freak blah 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 now injuries have happened to oj but where is oj howard now josh another one evan ingram think about evan ingram evan ingram you took it right from me (laughs) oh man yankel you are having some sort of look at that what did you say mental you mental plagiarism (laughs) same example Crazy though, right? The end, and and it's because you think about it, the tight end position isn't easy. There's a reason those it's guys hard, are hard, bro. You gotta block like a lineman, catch like a receiver, 
and mm-hmm. juke like a running back. So, all right, here, here, here's here's another different little game. You got to start one, you got to bench one, and you got to cut one of these players. This scenario, it's not never going to happen, but it's just to kind of get your juices flowing as to what you would do. Remember, you can only start one of these guys, you can only bench one, and you can only cut one. C-Mac, Kamara, and Henry. You're muted, bro. Be- you said bench, keep, and cut? Yes. Bench, start. Keep as in start. Yes. Start, bench, or cut? But all three. Basically, where who goes where. Like in my case, if I were to do this scenario, I would go start C-Mac, bench Kamara, cut Henry. And it's, my gosh. C-Mac. It's hard. But it's to, it just starts getting your juices flowing in the sense of, Imagine whoever you start, you got to start him the rest of the year, and he's and you only got your backup in case this guy goes down. Look at so it. So I way. would start. I would start Camaro, bench C Mac, and cut Henry. Okay. Henry's definitely my cut. I start C Mac, bench Camaro. So you and me are in the same boat, Yanko, and and Josh is on the other. All right, here's another. So one. it's funny how Henry, all three of us. Because mm-hmm. is it because of the catching ability? It's because of the catching. It's the fact that he doesn't get those PPR points. I think that, and I don't. There, there's never been a running back to put back to back years like he did last year. I agree too. All right, Julio, CD, Justin Jefferson, CD. The same scenario, Charlie. Yeah, same scenario. This is the same. Oh, scenario. I thought overall. No, no, no. Same scenario. So, start, bench, and cut. Yep. And it was Julio, CD, and Justin Jefferson. Okay, so I would I would start CD, I would bench Justin Jefferson, and I would cut Julio. Plagiarism. Plagiarism. <laughs> Three, yeah, 100%. All right. Kelsey Waller Kittle. Oh! A big trifecta. In that order for me. Kelsey start, Waller backup, Kittle bench. Yeah, I would I would agree with the ankle. I am gonna go start Waller, bench really, Kittle, and cut Kelsey. Why? I have a fe- I have a feeling. Don't I just have a feeling that teams are gonna start copying a lot of what the of the Bucks were able to do when Kelsey still had a good game. But I, I just have a feeling. Maybe my little spidey sense is going off there, and maybe maybe I'm totally wrong. But I'm just gonna go with that. All right, Dak, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. Oh, we know, we know what Charlie's doing. Okay, Dak Prescott, Herbert, and who's the other one? Josh Allen. Damn. Start Allen, bench Justin, cut Dak. I start Dak, bench Herbert, cut Josh. So, contrary, I actually start Dak. You. I'm dead serious. What? I'm dead serious. I start deck. You're starting. You're over Josh Allen. I don't. I, I've only seen one really good year of Josh Allen, and I've seen a lot of bad ones, two bad ones. So, I, 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 I really, I, I like. I think Dak. The offense that Dak has. It's not just CD. It's Gallup. It's it's uh this guy uh, Cooper. It's I. I think this kid is gonna have a really good season. The tight end. But if anything, and I'll rebuttal that with, if anything, Allen has showed progression. So like did he, Dak. He hasn't, so did yes. Dak. 
Yes, but Except Alan is, is, is doing went the other way. Alan, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Alan is doing a lot more with a lot less. And okay, so they, guys, I think I, I think I, we're gonna have to hang on to this one. Okay, we we can't move on from this. Okay, so but before throw your points, I'm I only got one more anyway, so it's okay. I would start Josh. I would bench Dak, and I would cut Herbert. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> now, so would Patrick. It's Holmes. it it's for the <laughs> it's for the same logic, but I might be contradicting myself. Josh Allen, Yinko robbed the words out of my tongue. Josh Allen is an up, right? Um, Dak is we're talking fantasy right yeah is, is that what we're doing here yes we are um the only reason why i'm cutting justin is because i have not seen enough yet and the sophomore slump is very that's your horrible. reasoning you haven't seen enough did you not see last season or are you uh, just saying long term like more than one year is what you're saying i think long term because again okay the nfl bro is a copycat league it is, it is, and of course they had not seen him they did not know what this guy was all about, but now defensive coordinators have, right? So it's not to say that they haven't been able to do so with Mahomes, but in the games where it mattered most, you alluded to it. Look what they have done to Mahomes. Yeah. They limit him. You can't stop him. You can only limit him, but in key downs or in key points. You can stop and him. And I think a lot of these guys, man, they, they again, this is sound like I have, I hate it. I have a hate for the guy. No. But I, I, I think there's a fine line when you're when you're a young a young cat, right? That you that that you're so overconfident in your physical abilities that a quarterback you start zeroing or forcing the ball because you have a rocket arm and you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's I can see where that. no, and I can you know? see that. And here's something. Here's a question that I feel with Herbert. The only question mark I have with him is, you guys remember why he started? I think everybody remembers why he started. You know. Punctured lung, unfortunately, to his to the actual starting quarterback. Tyrod. Yeah. So, so the reality was he wasn't supposed to even start the season. So there was no playbook designed for him. It was for Tyrod, really. So it almost feels right. like he was forced to have to sling it all over the place because there was no design. So now that you have a real playbook, it could go both ways. Either they really exploit all his strengths, or now he's handicapped by having to follow a playbook and. Because the majority of, of, of Herbert's plays were 50, 60-yard bombs all over the place. And that's what you right. alluded to, Josh. And I agree right. with you. These young players do tend to do that. I am, I do believe in Herbert. I, I, I do. He's, he's, but I, even then, like I said, I, I go with Dak just because so, the firepower. And before, before I guess um, Yanko makes his point, but I, let's look at the trend. Um, Josh Allen, obviously Dak, we have a longer sample size, right? Um, Josh Allen, his rookie year. Um, 52.8 percentage completion percentage, 2,074 yards, only 10 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. That was his rookie year, 2019, um, 58.8 completion. So an improvement, 3,089 yards improvement, 20 touchdowns and nine interceptions. So he duplicated his, uh, touchdown percentage and dropped his interception. Correct. Okay. Last year, um, 69.2 completion percentage, 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Now, it's not to say that he's going to, but 
improvement is there. Now let's flip it on Dak, right? We're not going to include last year because last year he obviously got injured. Okay. His rookie year, 3,667 yards, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions, 67.8 completion percentage. 2017, 62.9 percentage completion, uh, 3,324 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 2018, 67.7 complete completion percentage, 3,884 yards, 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions. And then 2019, 65.1 completion percentage, 4,902 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So I, and this I, is with the I, league adapting like, to Josh. Yeah, I, I like right. I like the way I like those numbers of Dak. I really do. I think those are and to, to Dak for that matter. And the worst part, I mean, to me, again, this is just how I see it. Dak has a great offensive line. Dak had a top three running back. Dak has always had great receivers. And it's not to say that that's bad uh, back com- bad no, percentage of completion. It's, no, it's a good combo. But dude, I mean, that's your expectation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that well, you should be putting those numbers or even better. Yes. And Josh, Josh, I'm not saying he didn't have anything, but he didn't have the same offensive line as Dak. He didn't have the same weapons as Dak, let alone a running a competent running back. And a stronger yet he division it all. and worse weather. No, and no, and, and that's and oh. that's the thing. I don't necessarily again. I'm not saying Dak is better. I think Josh is better. But we're talking fantasy wise. So when you include the weather, when you include that Buffalo has terrible weather, terrible winds many times of the year, I I like Dak's chances. He plays. But I think Josh the 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 Bills are more dependent on Josh Allen playing great than the Cowboys are of Dak yeah. Prescott. That's true. But I, go with Josh. but I still for, go deck for Justin, his new coach. I remember him in Denver. I forget his name, but his new coach was very defensive minded. Now, I'm not sure how much influence he's going to have on the offense. Who's the coach? I uh, I McDonough. That guy. Oh, he's a he's what a coach? McDonough. No, 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 no. The, no, for the Chargers. Chargers. The new the Chargers. Call. They have a new coach. He was the defensive guy in Denver. Ah, oh, I got you. He's a defensive-minded guy. Aside from the fact that this might be something for the director's cut, I think the Chargers offensive coordinator also left. Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley. And when you put those things onto a quarterback who, yes, technically it's his sophomore year, but within playing time still within his first year calendar-wise... That has a lot to do. Aside from also, Jared Cook has come in to the Chargers. Henry has left. And I think Henry and Cook, Cook is a downgrade at tight end. Now, Eckler comes back. You still have Keenan Allen. You're going to have Mike Williams there as well. Uh, say yeah. what you what you must and you could also debate that Justin Herbert did a lot more with the playbook that wasn't geared for him if and when we hold that to effect. I'm just going to go more with consistency. I would have, I think, a harder time debating in favor of Josh if it was Josh versus Dak, fantasy-wise, 
Because wasn't Dak supposed to? He had numbers that were going to be like oh, horrible, it was going to be right? it was going to be like sixty five hundred yards last year. Ridiculousness. Yeah, ridiculousness. I'm also more. I'm going to lean more towards on consistent coaching. And McDermott in Buffalo, I think, is more of a consistent coach than what the Dallas head coach is and the the newly acquired Chargers head coach. Mike McCarthy, I don't know, man. He's he looks doesn't he look like a retired cop? He, he does. And and I think that's why I like Dak so much, because I think he's so stubborn on having to pass the damn ball all the time. And they suck on defense. Interesting that, note, I think all three of these guys bring an, uh, the same element that isn't passing is that they all they all take off a little bit. Yes. They give you that extra bonus feature that yeah. are just, oh, I'm fantasy. If you get 20, 30 yards rushing, maybe even a, a sneak-in touchdown, that's great. That's great. I think Josh Allen even caught a touchdown last year. He did. I think Dak did too, actually. <laughs> so these, uh, these are dynamics that – but. That was a, uh, that was good. So so yeah, she should away the Welcome last back. one, Charlie. Sorry, it, the yeah, last one, the last the last one's easy, but it's Mixon, Aaron Jones, Etienne. Mixon, Aaron Jones, Etienne. I'm gonna go, start Mixon, bench Jones, cut Etienne. I was under the same line of thinking as you, Genko, but that offensive line was not improved by the Bengals, so that's the one part that scares me. So True. as as much as it's still, I, I would go Aaron Jones. That's where I start. Uh, I like the fact that they're bringing Etienne to catch the ball. Apparently, they even want to pull him out like at the slot. And I know you guys mentioned that a little bit, but I'm gonna go Aaron Mixon Etienne. All right. I'm just for sake of argument, I'll do um, Mixon, uh, bench Etienne, and cut Jones. Yikes. I'm not necessarily really taken back by that. However, I can't bite my tongue on consistency. I haven't seen ATN yet. And Robinson is there. And and, and, and I think go, that's why I'm benching him. Yeah. And if we go by consistency, out of these three, Jones has been the most consistent. By far. Yeah. What what Mixon is very boomer bust. And I've had him every damn year in fantasy since he's been in the league. Oh, he's definitely busting some faces. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure, bro. <laughs> Historically speaking. All right. So that's that's it, man. I hope nice. you guys hopefully hopefully nah, you guys that, enjoyed that that extra. Nah, that was good, Charlie. I like that. I like that. I like that very much. And, that, and, that was and, good. And I was thinking as we go on to the season, we can actually have a few of these. Like, who do you start? Who yeah. Do you, who do you bench? You know. Yeah, and it's cool because again, just to kind of give perspective, we don't know what you're gonna ask, so it's not like we had yeah. done our homework. Everything's yeah, on the fly. Everything's and on I, the fly. And I really tried to not even think about it. Just put it out there, not think about it. Leave it for the show. Right. And no, but awesome. it it really brought some some flow. Yinko, are you like flying some kind of flies or what's going on over there, Yinko? Yeah, there was actually a fly. I thought it was a fart uh-huh. and he just couldn't tell no, me. I, I, I so my just to kind of do a loot, I think Yanko, you're still not ready to provide us. With no, your I want to keep a little bit more fantasy. I've so, got, I've got Charlie, Charlie, this is well, more fantasy. You want more fantasy? Cause Charlie has our new segment that he wants to present to us. And Charlie's going to be doing this 
in a weekly basis, I am assuming, Charlie? Yeah, we'll, we'll start the weekly basis once the season starts. Right now, I'm going to do okay. it today. I'll do it a month from now. And then from now, until we start. Yeah. And then from there, it'll be kind of like a weekly thing. So yeah. I guess before we jump into yours, Charlie, and, and this is just kind of quick, quick turnaround. Quick. Yep. Okay. If you guys, and this is going to be a little, <laughs> but just bear with me here. Who do you guys consider to be uh, a couple of sleeper players? Not to necessarily give your repertoire away. No, I, I know. I know. We all feel very um, protective about unleashing our uh, montage of thoughts regarding uh, fantasy football. But just out of just right now, just sheer emotion, sleepers. Players that nobody's talking about that you feel are going to perform and are going to have great seasons. And this could even include yourself, maybe if a team, a player specifically coming from your NFL team, the one you root for. Um, so I'm just going to give you one because obviously, like you said, I don't want to throw too many out there. I think one makes Correct. sense. I'm going to go with Russell Gage. So wide receiver for the Falcons. The new wide receiver too, the new Calvin Ridley, if you ask me. There was a lot of interesting stuff last year. I even started him a few times here and there out of necessity more than because I was thinking he was going to be amazing. But Russell Gage could be one of those players that if he's he's in those 13, 14th rounds, heck, why not? He's He is the clear-cut number two. And we mentioned it, tight ends being iffy. The attention is going to go to Kyle Pitts. The attention is going to go to Calvin Ridley. A guy like Russell Gage... If the price is right, I'd be interested. Very well. Dinko. I honestly had thought about uh, this a little bit already. And I there's a lot to pick from at running back. There's a lot to pick from. We already talked about tight ends. And I'm not even going there. I'm going with the, uh, the fall of quarterback. Right? But if you're in your mm -hmm. late rounds and you're looking to ascend to the top of your league, and guys like Josh Allen are taking Dak, Justin Herbert, look no further. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Jalen wow. Hurts. Wow. Whoa! Jalen Hurts. Wow. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay? Jalen Hurts, we have a small sample size of him in weeks, and I had to look this up, in weeks 14 through 16. What happened in those weeks? Well, let me tell you. He, The offense, the Eagles' offense, jumped to fourth in rushing yards per game at 170 and first in total yards per game at 437. I'm not looking at wins and losses. I'm looking at productivity. And that's pretty remarkable considering that by the time that Hertz started, it was in week 15, and if you recall, the offensive line for the Eagles was atrocious. As a matter of fact, they set an NFL record with 13 different offensive line configurations. Insane. The most in single NFL single season history. Now, thanks to a website that I found, they did the math. If you got that sample size <laughs> and they exploitate those 2020 stats into 2021, he would be on pace for over 3,600 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, adding 
1,088 yards rushing with 12 scoring rushing touchdowns. Good enough statistically in comparison to 2020 being in the top five in quarterbacks statistically. What hurts a little bit is his percentage completion. You see what you did there, bro? What hurts is a little bit is his complete completion percentage, which at the rate that I just gave you guys, he would be at 46%. Oh, God. Ouch. There's no, yeah, there's no way. But if you keep it to a, a simplistic dink and dunk and you rely on the guys that you drafted, the kid from Alabama, the was it Rieger, regular Rieger, the other wide receiver, Miles Sanders, and you go to a kind of, and Josh is familiar with this, a dink and dunk attitude like what Las Vegas slash Oakland had, his accuracy and decision-making can improve, and this guy is your sleeper at quarterback. So just real quick, before, I, I, I don't hate it, but Nick Mullins real quick. You guys remember Nick Mullins? You guys remember Nick Mullins? You guys Correct. are great fans. You guys obviously remember his. He has as many yards and touchdowns in his first, I think, 20 games as Andrew Luck and like Dan Marino. So that's all I'm going to say, just in a sense of. Differences when, is that Andrew Mullins isn't a starter. Nick Mullins, but. I think See? I think I can't I even start it in my head. Yeah, I, I think I think Nick I think uh, Jalen Hurts is a starter by default. I, I really and I, I I've been adamant, but I, I don't mind it. Like in fantasy, I don't think that I, I think that's what resembles a sleeper. So that's what a sleeper is. One hundred percent. Yeah. Sleeper. So this is just going no nothing to back me up. This is just me, Speaking you know, talking brain. talking with my heart. Um, I thought he was going to have that last year, but I really think this year is going to be the year. Brian Edwards. Oh. Brian Edwards. <gasps> Brian Edwards. Remind. Wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders, number 17, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Rookie. Not for this year. Yeah. yeah. He'll, I um, hope so. He'll, he'll, he'll make some noise this year. And I and to be honest with you, here's a here's a, what do you call it? Uh, hot take. Brian Edwards statistically has a better year than Henry Ruggs. Oh. Okay, super long. Just, I don't want to take it to Revenue. Okay. Real quick, Josh. Henry Ruggs, Edwards, who has the longer career in Las Vegas? Without going crazy. In Edwards. Las Vegas, not in the league. In no, Las no, no, in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Well, in Las Vegas, I, you see, I think it's going to be prisoner of the moment. They're going to want to be rugs because they drafted him so high. They drafted him in the first round. But if if they have that, if he doesn't work out, I think Brian Edwards has more of a statute or like a stature of a, of a wide receiver that can be prolonged for longer. Mm-hmm. Right, not, not a star, but a good two, maybe awesome consistent, three. yep, consistent receiver. He's not going to set the world on fire, and if he does, great, yeah. But I I think so. The That's TJ, how the TJ who's Monzadas of the world, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome. So, oh, that works. There you I go. Like it. There I you like go. It. I actually had uh, let's keep it going with fantasy. This is going to be our fantasy segments <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And no kidding, man. <laughs> no, and I had these in my head. So, Josh, you took one of them. 
one of the questions. Who takes a dive this year? Who in your head was prolific but then takes a dive this year? I'll give you guys some time to think. I'm going to stir the pot a little bit. I have a guy in mind that might take a dive, and that is Mr. Brandon Ayuk. I think he takes a little bit of a dive for the reason being that their Kittle's coming back. Biggest one for me. Raheem Mostert is good. And then Debo Samuel was... I don't think you take him out of the equation. I believe Samuel is going to take his lion's share from that offense. Now, you're talking about a Yuke who torched opposing defenses in a way that San Francisco hadn't had in a while. Now, Charlie's going to be able, and if he wishes to, chime in a little more. But He's dying at the chip. I just think no, that his, not, his division has gotten a little better. You you adjust defenses a little more. And I'm not saying that a Uke will take a, a plummet, but I don't foresee him escalating into a, a level that makes him a top 10, top 12 receiver in fantasy. Which I, th- I think there's more, there's more boards that hold him higher. I'm holding him lower. I can see that. I can see that. I don't want to comment too much because I don't want to give up more sleepers on my head. So I... No, go ahead. I, 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 I'm no, I was going to give you my name on my end. Um, T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals. And not because I feel he's going to have a bad year, but I feel he had such an amazing rookie year and, such, and, the, and now the ceiling is so high. And you add the fact that uh, man, I'm losing the name. Uh, Chase, right? Chase was drafted. Was Chase. it the, rece- Chase the receiver? Cable? No, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar oh, Chase drafted. You got Tyler Boyd there. You got Mixon. I, I feel the expectations are now really high. So players are. There's going to be all these guys that pick them up, maybe in waivers or maybe late in the year. And since they had such a good year, now they're going to reach for him. And guess what? He's not going to have the year he had last year. He might have something close to it, but now you're you're reaching for a player that was – he's not great, but he's good. But you drafting him as great, and that's why I feel it's going to be a dive. So maybe not necessarily a dive in the sense of stats, but a dive in the sense of expectations because you're, you're so excited because you got this guy practically free before, but now you're paying a steep price, and it might not be as, 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 as high as you thought it would be. Doesn't mean I don't like the idea of getting Higgins. I just feel people are, he's going to go really high in drafts this year. Okay. Um, I hate to kind of say this, but um, I didn't like the offseason. I think the coaching staff's going to figure out a way to screw this up. Uh, <laughs> and his expectation was really high last year, and he kind of did okay, but mine is uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, I, I think he's going to I, I think he's going to nosedive. No, bro. I don't I don't disagree. I think I think he's going to nosedive. Um, I think last year expectations were high. It is a retooled offensive line. I'm hearing good things from the offensive line. Um, but I think if you were convinced that he's your guy, 
there is no way, shape, or form that you go get and you pay that much. Well, not much, but you pay a good chunk of cash to go get the running back from the Arizona Cardinals, which his name eludes me right now. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. So that means that either you feel you don't have a closer or you feel that perhaps there needs to be an improvement out of the backfield catching or maybe pass block protection for Carr. Uh, but that's my take. It's, I don't hate it because I think Josh Jacobs had that last year. He was already declining. I, ex- I saw him firsthand. You were, as a, as a fantasy owner, you were expecting or hoping for a damn touchdown because everything else is just junk. To make relevant production. And he so. revitalized Evan Booker's career. He did, bro. He did. I, I hated think he it. Signed somewhere Ever- else, like he signed yeah. with the Giants, maybe. Giants, yeah. Signed yeah. with the Giants. Damn Correct. annoying. Every two series, Devin Booker would come in. It helped he the Raiders and, and, as and, a whole. And, and and that to me is scary because um, why? It, this is year two. Uh, why do you need? Uh, why do you need to ourselves if we feel that you know there's a there's lead back or a, a horse? like how it was before, a lead back horse, that is completely irrelevant now in the NFL. I think we could all agree they're slim to none. There's very few running backs that are doing that. But there's usually a two-horse race, right, within your offense. There's a guy who can be the thumper, and then there's a guy who could catch it, or there's a guy to relieve the pressure out of the top back and can do kind of the gadget things. But, man, I just felt that he wasn't – he he. That, that's, that's that was his coming up guy. Part. Yeah, he lost that boom. You know, because to, he, when you draft the first round running back, a first round, you don't expect them to split carries. No matter what the NFL has been doing nowadays, you don't you don't do that with the expectation that you're going to split carries. That's, yeah, and that's what so, happened with Jacobs. But hopefully, I've proven wrong, right? And he has a great off season, and he you know gets that trust back into the coaching staff, and the playbook opens up for him again, but. That's my my take. Last one, real quick. If you guys can put this in your head and remember, who was your best ever draft? And who was your worst ever draft pick fantasy-wise? I'll go first. My best ever, and this is the year that I won my first championship, was CJ2K. In 2009, when he had his 2006 rushing yards. My worst ever was Rob Gronkowski in 2016. Do we have to say the year? No, I'm just trying to... I'm giving it context because I had a little time. Okay. I could tell you my worst one right off the bat. About six, seven years ago, back before... I went 100% stop drafting quarterback high. I drafted Andrew Luck in the first round. Ouch. Yep. And he got hurt that year to make matters worse. And those were the years Andrew Luck was a beast, but that really cost me that year. Best? Well, Josh, if Josh wants to talk, he can. I got to think about best, though. I'm trying to think, man. I mean, I know there's been a lot of now, no decisions. one's going to come back and reference. No, I remember that you did this in 2016. No, no, but, but that's what I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go back and, and say, man, think about it. this is a Think about it. I'll go, I'll go yeet. Think about it. Okay. Shit away. So this week's Yanko's yeet, gentlemen, isn't necessarily... I, I think I've positioned the Yanko yeet 
And right now, the stupid fly might be the reason for my Yanko heat. No. Salpeo. Pues sí, también. Lávete el fundillo, Ruben. <laughs> the... I think I've positioned the Yanko Yi to be very emotionally driven in regards towards negativity. In regards towards throwing shade to getting something out of here. Yeet! Get the heck out of here. I don't want to see you. Get that corn out of my face. No. This week, I'm going to throw it back in. I guess to unyeet. To have a positive spin. On just overall good aura, just woosa, bring it back, come down to earth, and that is the return of Charlie. And although Charlie's been out for a while for very solid reasons, he didn't get suspended, he's not Greg Williams, he didn't put a bounty on anyone's head, he didn't do anything like the Patriots did. His welcome back is deserving. His welcome back is very merited. And the only thing I have to talk about in regards to that is why are you hating on Saquon Barkley, bro? Huh? Why? Oh, the, the, the yeet is back. The yeet is back. Let me throw this out of here. I heard you were talking smack about my Saquon Barkley thought about my Saquon Barkley approach. This is what makes the CYJ podcast even better. Different approaches you want to talk saquon let's talk saquon digress welcome back how are you hello charlie i did want to talk about saquon not only you bro there's a bunch of stuff that was freaking ridiculous that you guys said but i did tell josh that i had a lot to argue except that wasn't on the show so i couldn't argue with you guys at the moment i think no it's and to be completely honest for the listeners out there, I Josh is our middleman. Yeah. <laughs> I know Charlie because of Josh. Charlie knows Yanko because of Josh. And when we podcast, not only do we listen to our podcasts, we're not trying to add in any way, shape, or form numbers to our own podcast, but because of improvement, right? And so the opportunities that I have to talk to Josh, I have my own sources that I talked to, and one of the sources that Josh had while Charlie was out is Charlie. I was way, I, I went and said this earlier in the podcast today. I wanted to slide in my yeet, but I was done waiting. I was done waiting. I was waiting for you to come at Saquon. Maybe it's for a different segment because we've, we've talked a ton of fantasy already. Saquon never came. Charlie, you know what? Yanko. You know what? Yeah. The only reason the only reason I didn't bring it up was I didn't want to recook. I think in the same sense, I didn't want to repeat anything you guys had said. That's the only reason I didn't bring them up. But if we have another fantasy segment, I'll I'll dig deep as to why I think Saquon is actually contrary to belief. Yeet! A, a very, very interesting pick. But no. So thank you, thank you, yeah. Yanko. Thank you for for having me back. It's awesome to be back. I really did miss it. I have to say. Uh, when you listen and you're not there, it sucks. And I think you guys, I, I, been, I hadn't had that instance before because I hadn't missed it. But uh, I'm glad we're back. And let's get, let's get going because we are, what, what do you say, nine Sundays away? Nine Sundays away from, from it being beautiful again. You know what? Yeah. So just, uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Eko. I was just going to change the topics a little bit, but go, Josh. I think 
No, I was just thinking long and hard about uh, to answer your question because I didn't want the question to go unanswered. Um, My worst pick was Adrian Peterson. He was coming out of the historic year. I had no choice because I was going number one overall the following year. And that's when the wheels came off. And my best pick, ironically, was in the sixth round of the year that uh, I was in the league with you the first year that I won the Super Bowl uh-huh. on the Fabens League. And I got Frank Gore at the sixth round. Wow. We're talking so 2008. That, that's a Frank big Gore. deal, okay? Because yeah. Frank Gore was a beast. For whatever reason, I think it he kind of fell in the cracks. And remember how we were using the uh, the projector to a projector, show. and he had his own software. So I noticed Frank Gore was there, and I was like, I need a running back. I'll take Frank Gore. And ironically, that year Frank Gore had an amazing year, um, and I went all the way to the Super Bowl and beat um, the Leatherheads. No, oh Leatherheads, that's right. The Leatherheads. So I just wanted to share that. Very cool. To answer your question, Yanko. Very cool. So now um, we're going to introduce, or go ahead, Yinko. I think you wanted to say something yeah. else or allude to something else. Interesting. Or either that or it's a still a fly going on there. Uh, no, it's, he's still here. <laughs> it's still a damn fly, but go. Yeah, he's still here. He's on my keyboard right now. Interestingly enough, did you guys notice who the HBO Hard Knocks team of the year is? Los Cowboys. Los the Cowboys. Cowboy. I tune into Hard Knocks every year regardless of what team it is. Right. Yeah. Last year's hard a little knocks, drama. It kind of sucked a little bit because it was pandemic, and they had yeah, both Los Angeles teams. Thing. It wasn't the same thing. Mm-mm. Yeah. But if anything, hard knocks. Do you guys know why a team is on hard knocks? No. Why? Because they're one of the top bottom. They're one of the bottom teams in the NFL. Right. And this is they, the third, the third year, the third time now that the yeah. Cowboys get into hard yes. <laughs> Not even the Raiders. Up there. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part is that this individual that I watch, you guys watch too, Skip Bayless, is like Gaga over this because he thinks his little psychotic mind is saying that because they're going to hard knocks, that they're going to embrace and they're going to take off from there. I'm like, bro, if that hasn't happened for none of the teams that have been on hard knocks, what makes you believe that the Cowboys can do that? It's basically going to be a that Jerry Jones show. You, you know what it is, bro? That it's the blue year. It's the that, blue the year. Blue that, year. That, that, the blue that could year. Be the all, all these bad, all these bad, what is it? Jujus or what do you, whatever you call they that. They can't get over the hump. They can't get over teams. the hump for, for years. All these blue teams are winning this year. So, although technically it would be next year. So, at that point, I guess it doesn't work. But... So I, illustrate I, I, who. What's a team that has won that is blue, to to, kind of solidify your point to back your point. So uh, as you all, the last time you guys heard me, you guys heard me talk about my favorite soccer team, the Blue Cross Cruz Azul. They were on the edge of another yet championship, another disgraceful moment for a, for a fan. Thankfully, two <laughs> months ago, I was able to cry in joy of my team winning the championship after twenty seven years, twenty three years. Sorry. It felt like 27 years, uh, 23 years. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, my good friend Josh here was able to see uh, Chelsea win the Champions League as well. Blue team as well. You had Italy this past weekend win the Euro after 51 years, 51 or 53 years. Uh, I mean, we're talking crazy streaks that were broken. 
the Cowboys, I mean, they wear white, but they also wear blue. So the Tampa Bay Lightning and hockey win back to back championships and they're blue. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, only, don't you, uh, I don't know if you guys watch NASCAR, but Kyle Larson, he drives a blue car and it looks like he's going to win the championship this year. So <laughs> I can. It, it, it's, it's the year of the blue. It's the year of the blue, guys. It's, it's the, the year, year of the blue. That's why I'm wearing blue so, and I got a blue background. So, yeah. Charlie, um, we were pretty pumped. Um, not that we all should have one, but we have, we're kind of working on having each segment the ever so popular Yanko Yeet. That director's cut makes, you know, about every week or so. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to introduce a new segment called Inside Charlie's Rank. I'm going to repeat that. Inside Charlie's Rank. So, Charlie, take it away, bro. All right. Before I start, just your rank. Nice. Before I start real quick, uh, just to explain what's going to happen, it's going to be power rankings. Every week, I will do power rankings one through 10, and the last three teams that I see are ranked in the NFL. This is AFC, NFC, no matter what. It's going to be little quick tidbits, so it's not going to be, I'm not going to go in depth, disagree, don't disagree. If you disagree, I want you to come at me at the Instagram, on email, through text, whatever. I want to hear it, and I want to hear why I'm wrong moving forward. So with this in mind, I'm only going to do it this month. I will do it a month later, and then we'll do it weekly after that. So with that in mind, Give me just a second so I can set this up. And let's get going. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get started with number 29. Number 29. I am going to have the Philadelphia Eagles. Number 30, sorry. Philadelphia Eagles. Guys, Hurts is not the answer. There's way too many questions on defense. Rookie coach. Bro, 30 might be as high as this can get. Number 31, the Detroit Lions. The only reason they're not 32 is because there is a team like the Houston Texans right behind them. This team stinks. Jared Goff is not the answer. Number 32, I already said it. Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, come on, end of story. He's not gonna play. He's got no value. And when they should have traded him, they did not trade him. Deshaun Watson and the Texans, number 30. Now let's get to the good stuff. One through 10, and let's go backwards. Number 10 the Seattle Seahawks. Even though I believe this team is actually trending down rather than up, as long as Russell Wilson is the quarterback, this team will always be top 10. Number nine, the Indianapolis Colts. Without a real quarterback last year, yes, Rivers was not a quarterback last year. This team was actually good. Now you get a competent quarterback come in, heck, this team is in for great things. Number eight, the Cleveland Browns. Yes, gentlemen. The Cleveland Browns hit the top 10 in power rankings. I don't remember the last time that happened. Was last year a fluke? The real question is, can the Browns play like they played Pittsburgh every single game of the regular season? That's the real question. Number seven, the Los Angeles Rams. Look, I think they'd be higher, but they can't beat the Niners even though they're injured until Sean McVay can actually beat Kyle Shanahan. This team is right under the Niners every single day of the week. Number six, the 49ers. Look, everyone's coming back. Jimmy Garoppolo is back. And yes, this team's going to be great. I do believe that. They're not going to be as good as the following year. This is not their year. It's until Lance takes over. And that's a year from today. But number six is just about right. Number five, the Green Bay Packers. Look, Rodgers is still on the team. And as long as he's on the team, this team is good. And, and personally speaking, this is the one team that could beat Tampa Bay. They had their last chance last year. 
They dropped the ball, but they got an elite quarterback and they got an elite pass rush. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. The best regular season team there is out there, but the team that stinks in the playoffs. Is this the year that they finally get over the hump? Not sure, but for the meantime, they're number four because they're great in the regular season. Number three, the Buffalo Bills. Which Josh Allen are we going to get? The early career Josh Allen or the new rejuvenated Josh Allen? I'm going to say it's going to be the second one. And I'm hearing their defense is going to get better. So as of right now, the Buffalo Bills, amazing. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, the, defend, the defending Super Bowl champs are about to hit a decline. However, a decline in the regular season. This team does not care about the regular season. They care about one thing and one thing only, the Super Bowl. So right now, they're not number one because they don't care about being number one right now. They care about being number one come February. Number one, the Kansas City Chiefs. The team everyone believes is going to go back to the Super Bowl. Are they going to have a Super Bowl hangover? I don't know. But right now, they got the best quarterback on earth. Yes, that quarterback is not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's years have passed. And at the moment, Mahomes is better than Brady. But that's at the moment. Come February, we'll see. Guys, this was Inside Charlie's Ranks. Wow. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff, Carly. Not only did you have a setup with how Josh introduced you, which I think now is going to have to be the the (laughs) same every time and how he said it, but you had your own background music. It it really looks like you needed that that sabbatical to put yourself together (laughs) to come into with such a bang and really just make your presence not known but unforgotten correct good stuff charlie i look forward to i know the rankings are going to be you know on a weekly basis once the nfl season kicks in which is going to be super interesting um but we're going to see how quick unfortunately injuries are a part of football yep in the preseason as well so i'm sure we don't want it to happen right but those injuries are going to take a dip guys last thoughts anything else we're wrapping up this puppy today it was fun. It was fun to be back. Missed you guys. You guys did. You guys had some good pointers, and I'll I'll bring back my Saquon defense in a few weeks. A couple of things, real Thanks. quick, related to other sports. The home run derby has happened or is happening currently. A new record was hit at 520 feet at a home run. Number two, the USA team sucks again. They just lost to Australia, so now they've For lost real? to Nigeria. Now they've lost to Australia. These are exhibition games. But, guys, this is not looking good for Team USA Man. out there in the Olympics in the world. Go Bucks, baby. That's all I'm going to say. I know you guys are going for the Suns, but I'm going for the Bucks. Hopefully they can make it. It's good. It's, you know what? As long as it's a good series. But, anyways, guys, it was good. It was fun. Uh, if you guys have questions, you guys know where to hit us up. IG, Charlie, Yanko, always a delight. Charlie, glad to have you back. And do this. Guys. I'm just going to say it because I was back. This has been another edition of the CYJ Podcast. Peace.